Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon. It's Friday, July 16th. This is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you somebody who uh, I actually had the pleasure of meeting face-to-face uh, before she even uh, proposed uh, that, that she come on to the Executive Girlfriends Group call, and her name is Casey. Casey, good afternoon. Hello. How are you? Great. Why don't you give us a little bit of your background and how you got to be uh, in the guide writing business. I think that's probably a, a, a oversimplification of what your books are all about, but uh, I'd love them to hear the story from you. Sure. When I told someone the other week, I said, it's, it's a funny story. I said, it's funny now. It wasn't funny at the time. Um, but several years ago, I actually did public relations uh, for the citrus industry here in Florida and found myself within a few months of each other divorced and fired from my job. So within just a few months, like my life, pretty much how I knew it, um, was completely different. Here I was, single and, and unemployed. So I, I was very depressed. Um, there were days I, I couldn't even get out of bed, um, but I have an amazing set of girlfriends who wanted to keep me busy and, and going. So we started doing girlfriend getaways, and we go to different cities, and, you know, we do the typical shopping and spa and, you know, stay at a great hotel and have a great meal. Well, it became so much of a habit for us to do these trips, and because I had no husband and no job at the time, I ended up being the one planning them. So I'd go online and, you know, try to find information in a succinct place to help us plan these trips. I went to Barnes & Noble. I went on Amazon and looked at travel books. I'm like, you know, there's travel for families. There's travel for gay and lesbians. Like, surely there are travel books for women. And the more I researched it, the more I realized that there weren't any out there. So it was kind of like a bucket list thing. It wasn't even something I really thought would even turn into a career. But I wrote The Girls Getaway Guide to Orlando because so many people have a misperception about Orlando that's just Disney. And a lot of people come to Orlando on business for conventions. So I did that and formed my own publishing company, did the book, printed it, didn't really think anything of it, went and got another job. And two months later after I published it, um, Barnes & Noble called me and said, we somehow got your book. We have no idea how. We love it, and we want to carry it, and, you know, are you going to write more? And so everyone I talked to in the book world said, Casey, that that really doesn't happen. Barnes & Noble does not call someone who self-published one book in Orlando. Um, So at that point, I knew that there was something there. And so I stayed with my current job. I wrote the next book, which was The Girl's Getaway Guide to Key West. And um, now I've been doing this full-time for about a year and a half, and things have just kind of happened. Now, for those of you in the Tampa area, if you watch the daytime TV show, I'm their travel correspondent. We actually tape out of Tampa, but it's nationally syndicated. So I do all their travel stuff. Um, I've also gone to New York and done Better TV, which is a Meredith corporation. Um, I do a lot of their travel stuff. I do um, the regular radio show, Heartbeat Radio for Women. I'm their tra- weekly travel correspondent. Um, but been in um, Parenting Magazine, Women's Day, and CBS Radio. <laughs> and I don't know how all this happened. <laughs> I really don't. Wow. 
anyway, I think really what just happened is that I found a niche in the travel market and started doing something about it, and people, you know, seem to, to be responding to it. Well, Casey, one of the things we wanted to talk about today is really the whole topic of marketing. And I know in my own life and, and even with my consulting firm and, and various things, um, you know, initiatives that I've been involved in in the last couple of years, that those things that I am the most passionate about are the easiest to market to other people, and clearly you have found the intersection of two passions in your life. So it, you know, it's only logical uh, that you'd be able to parlay that. But I know a lot of folks, um, you know, have either had a hard time figuring out what their passion is, uh, or or really once they've got an idea or a concept, or or even just the primary product of their own company, of of really how to take that and and to act on it. And and I think. You know, clearly when you started out and you started writing, if you had had the pressure of a book deal, it may have turned out completely differently. You're right. And, you know, hindsight, obviously, going back and and looking at how things evolved for me, one of the things that I'm I'm really glad that I did and I still do a lot to this day is, you know, my target audience is my girlfriends. So I did a lot of, you know, at that time, like focus group research with the girlfriends over glasses of wine, you know, okay, if we had this book, what would you want to read about and how would you want to see it and what size would you want it to be and what would you want it to look like on the shelf? What would make you you pick it up and read it? So that was, you know, step one and, of course, of any marketing is research. And, you know, great, my research was probably a lot more fun than some people get to do, but that's so key to to developing anything. And I think, you know, my girlfriends were great because they really gave me great feedback. I mean, everything from the cover, I would send it out to all my girlfriends and say, you know, give me feedback. What do you like? What do you don't like? Because I knew the cover was so crucial. Um, So really, even to this day, I still ask my girlfriends for a lot of advice because they are my target audience. Okay, well, let's talk about how you did decide to lay the book out. And um, unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me, but I do have – I can get in here to Amazon and take a look at your uh, your uh, table of contents. So um, – or actually, maybe you don't have it posted there. Anyway, why don't you just tell us about it? Why don't you tell us what you did decide was important to have in the books and uh, – and then we can talk a little bit. You've done Orlando and you've done Key West, and I know you've just been doing a lot of blogging from Canada. So is is that the next book? Oh, that's, I get that question a lot. Um, the next book is Nashville, Tennessee. That's actually um, the book that's done. And, you know, one thing that some people always ask me, you know, how do you pick these destinations? And I really like to do destinations that people are not real familiar with. That's one thing that my girlfriends and I found when we were traveling um, you know, a lot of people think Orlando is Disney. A lot of people think Nashville is just country music. And these right. cities, a lot of these cities have amazing things to offer beyond what they're stereotyped for. So a lot of that, um, you know, I, I, someone told me, well, you just love a challenge, Casey. And I do. Um, <laughs> I love to prove people wrong. So that's one of the reasons why I, I do write about those those places. But, you know, again, going back to the research and even the um, – and for those of you, I don't know if you're online, but my website is girlsgetawayguide.net, so you can see the the cover of the book. And I knew the cover was so key. I mean, I just, you know, if people won't pick it up, they won't read the back, and they won't buy it. So mm-hmm. we knew that 
was key, and, and I was working with a graphic designer out of Colorado, and he, it was, a, it was male, which that's the problem right there. He just wasn't getting it right. And so literally in Tampa, my, I have a friend who used to live here, and in her apartment we drew, we sketched out what the cover should look like. And I knew from a branding standpoint it should be something that's interchangeable with each city. So the Orlando book is a pink cover, and there's a girl that, you know, a lot of people think looks like me, but she's blonde and she's carrying some shopping bags. And then the QS book is the same girl, but a green background, and she's on a scooter because everyone knows, you know, when you go to QS, you rent the scooters. The Nashville book is blue, and it um, has a girl, of course, she's wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and carrying a guitar case. So the idea was, from a branding standpoint, that each book would still carry that common theme of that girl, but she would be representative of each city that she's in. So, like, even someone said for Las Vegas, she's going to be a showgirl. <laughs> you know, for Charleston, she, you know, she's going to reflect whatever city she's in. Right. Oh, and so and, and, what were the what were the most important things that you wanted to include in the book? Well, really the key, and, you know, we, we kind of felt like when planning a trip, you know, you've got you've to be sold on the destination to begin with, you know, um, and a lot of it for us was, you know, we want to explore a city that we don't know that much about. So, you know, first is talk a little bit about the destination and give some intriguing information about the destination, not just the same old touristy stuff that everyone else gets. And then, you know, once you decide on the destination and you decide on your dates for a girlfriend getaway, the next step is obviously where you're going to stay. So we, we try to give a lot of choices, you know, and the, the chapters are really easy to understand. Where to stay, where to shop, where to spa, where to eat, because, you know, all the girls said, we want something that we can get to really quick. And also for Orlando, some of the bigger cities, Key West, I didn't really have to do this so much, but Orlando, you know, there's so many different areas within Orlando. So within each chapter, say, where to stay, you know, you may be staying near Disney, you know, for work, or you may want to stay downtown. So we broke that up within each chapter as well so that you could easily find exactly what you're looking for. You're like, I want a, a hotel in downtown Orlando. You can go right to that section. Great. And and what do you tell people about where to go off and actually do the booking? I mean, do you give them any, any insights as to online travel site usage or whether it's better just to deal with the supplier direct? You know, that we didn't include in the book. I do have in the in the very back I usually do a um a chapter for, you know, helpful sort resources. Uh-huh. And that could be anything from, you know, the tourist tourism board to um the local newspaper because a lot of times they have happenings and you can, you know, find out what's happening in that city when you're there. But as far as booking we, we hadn't really gotten into that. Um and really, you know, like I said, the Orlando book was just a bucket it was just a bucket list thing. <laughs> It wasn't even supposed to be anything. And then QS came after that. So, you know, I've gotten the recommendations now for, you know, future books, and, and someone has mentioned the bookings. But someone also said, you know, my biggest problems when I go on a trip is what to wear. You know, what's the weather like? And, Chicky, you mentioned I was just in Montreal, and that was my big question. Well, what, you know, what's the, what's kind of the fashion vibe in Montreal? Is it casual? Is it dressy? Is it more European? Um so we've also gotten recommendations for that, so that will be included in future books. And I know in your blog you're doing a lot of, of talk about, you know, those kinds of things. So do you get people who are asking you questions? I mean, is, does it typically come from people who've read your book? Um, you know, what what are you seeing as far as the traffic? Absolutely. And, you know, that's the one of the big values of social media is that, 
the two-way communication versus, you know, in traditional public relations or marketing, it's just one way. So I absolutely use that. Um, one of one of my success stories last year was that I was getting questions for spring break travel recommendations, you know, probably back in early March. And so I put out a, I tell everyone this because I'm like, this is the value of social media, everyone. So I put out um, on, on Twitter, because a lot of my Twitter followers are hotels and destinations, I put out on Twitter, I said, you know, does anyone have spring break deals? And, of course, I got information back um, from a lot of the destinations and hotels, put together a blog post, put it on my blog, and then sent it back out via Facebook and Twitter. And someone following me on Twitter happens to be the producer for Channel 10 in Tampa. So literally within 30 minutes of posting that, she called and said, can you come over tomorrow and do an interview on Channel 10 about your spring break? I'm like, sure. So (laughs) your question, Tiki, I do. I I use a lot of feedback, a lot of questions. Um, That's that's really how all this kind of evolved in a very um, organic kind of way. And so you have uh, also a network that you set up called the Getaway Girl Connect uh, Network, and I love your your tagline, which is the tagline of your books as well, leave your baggage at home. <laughs> yes, because we all have it. <laughs> right. And and so your goal for that network is, is to get people who are traveling uh, to connect with one another. Absolutely. And right when we set that up, um, we had, you know, some girls that were going to Miami and some girls that were going to Chicago and, you know, they just said, I'm, I'm going to be in Miami these dates, you know, any recommendations? And that was a great thing about that is then people living in Miami or who had just been to Miami were giving them recommendations. And, you know, I think for for women, you know, travel is it's different. It's I mean, it's different for me. You know, I want to feel safe. Um, you know, I have certain things that I want to do, versus, which is very different from what men wanted to do. And, for instance, this one girl that was going to Miami, she was going there for a football game with her husband. So, of course, she wanted to do the girly stuff. So it was just a way for women, female travelers, to connect and share information about different destinations. Mm-hmm. Well, what other places um, besides Nashville uh, are you wanting to write about in the near future? Oh, gosh. You know, I've been to some amazing places. Um, like you said, I just got back from Montreal from the Circus Arts Festival. Absolutely loved Montreal. Um, but, you know, and I see not just city-specific guides, but also um, state guides. I, I had a great time in Arkansas this year, and everyone's like, really, Arkansas? Um, <laughs> and so, you know, they don't really have a city big enough to do a full guide, but I could certainly see, you know, the Girls' Getaway Guide to Arkansas. Um, as a state, and then, you know, also we're in talks with doing a Caribbean guide, um, so it's not just one island or one destination, but the entire Caribbean, because a lot of people ask me that, you know, what's the difference with all the islands, you know, I've, I want to do a family getaway to the Caribbean, but, you know, which island is best for a family trip, um, so we, we really have a lot of those questions, too, which I think a guide would, would actually um, help answer. And that's the thing, too. I mean, I've had guys pick it up, and guys are like, I use this. You know, I want to know where to stay in Orlando and where the cool places, you know, where's a cool wine bar and a martini bar. And they're like, you know, no one's really writing that, even for guys. So that's what's been so neat is that um, it really crosses over, and and the guys are using it, too. And then the guys say, well, you know, now we know where the girls are. So. Like now I know my, where my wives are, so um, it's just been a lot of fun. And you know, like I said, I never took this really that seriously to begin with. I think that's why it remained fun, and and part of why it has been such a success. And are you still self-publishing? 
Um, the two books, the Orlando book and the Key West book, are self-published. Um, the Nashville book is obviously on hold because um, we wanted to launch it. That was one thing from a marketing standpoint I did not do with the two previous books, really because you know they were kind of just the, the guinea pigs, if you will. But now we've realized um, the power of the books and, and just the buzz that comes with creating a book about a destination. So now we want to partner with those destinations more when we actually launch the book. And obviously right. we were to Nashville earlier in the year, and then with the floods and everything else that they've had, we've, we've just kind of put that on the back burner for now. And, you know, to be honest, the TV stuff has really picked up for me um, and kept me very busy, so uh-huh. in addition to the travel. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I have published uh, a couple of books myself as well and, and uh, know, have done it both ways of having a publisher and, and uh, doing it myself. And I know that the actual physical layout of the book and the printing of the book and, you know, actually having them shipped and have them arrive so that you've got an inventory is actually the really, really easy part. <laughs> it, it's the whole uh, issue of distribution, um, you know, that is so, so hard. So what what has been your biggest challenge there? You know, I think, and, you know, I'd read this, but, you know, everyone thinks they have this great book and, you know, they're going to write it and they're going to, you know, like you said, that it's going to arrive and they're going to, you know, send out one email and it's just going to fly off the shelves. And unfortunately that does not happen with any book, no matter how great it is. And, um, you know, even, even my book that's pink and cute and, you know, it just doesn't work. So I really think, I think most writers in Chicky, you can, you know, probably relate to this, underestimate the power of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking at your overall efforts. And that was one thing that, that someone did make that point to me when I was trying to decide, you know, do I self-publish or do I try to pitch this to, to a publisher? And they said, you know, Casey, you have such a such a vision for what you want the book to be. I mean, everything from the size of it to the cover, you know, I knew exactly what I wanted. And they said, you know, the hardest part is marketing, and you're going to be doing that whether you self-publish it or whether you go to a publisher. You know, they'll give you their four to six week, you know, little marketing package and then after that you're on your own pretty much so um (laughs) so you know and then you know if you go with a publisher you're still going to be doing your own marketing still going to be selling books out of your car but you're going to be sharing your profits with them so that at that point is when i decided to do the self-publishing route and and really too you know i wasn't i wasn't really serious about it so it just made more sense but i i do think even in hindsight that was the right the right path for me well, and, you know, social media does make it easier, but uh, it, it's still hard work. And what I've been finding, you know, I just distributed a, a white paper last week that is free. And getting people even to take something that should be meaningful to them and should change their business, and and it's free. All they have to do is, you know, type in a few fields and download. Um, it's amazing how hard it is even to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've realized that, uh, and we've talked about this before, the whole uh, intersection of marketing and social media is, you know, for those people who used to rely on email as a primary marketing mechanism, I mean, now people are just so overwhelmed with the number of emails that they get in, in, in a given period. And, you know, so it, it's just really hard to break through that clutter. And, you know, again, I think the same thing is true in um, in the social media arena is, is that there are a lot of places we can talk about things, but I find that we've got a lot of people talking and not so many listening. 
Um, yeah, you know, and in fact, when I posted my white paper a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was just last Friday, um, you know, I was I was really enjoying watching who went to the landing page and and actually downloading because uh, I could I could see their names and. You know, for me, it wasn't a numbers game because I wasn't trying to, uh, you know, have hundreds and hundreds of them. But I wanted specific people to download it. And so, uh, the tools that are available now, you know, even if you publish an ebook, um, you know, it's the same kind of thing. You can monitor, you know, who's who's uh, taken it and and who's not. And the same thing in email marketing. But uh, it can still be a, a real uphill challenge. Well, I want to shift gears for a minute and, and talk about some of the, the fun stories that have come out of both writing the book and, and your travels of, of getting inspiration. So uh, I know you shared a few with us when you, uh, when you uh, did your introduction in Orlando when, when you and I first met. But why don't you share a few of those with the group? Oh, my gosh. Well, and, you know, one thing that, that I've noticed, um, when I started talking about girlfriend getaways, People are like, oh, I get it, yeah, 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 bachelorette parties. And I'm like, no, there's a little more than that. <laughs> and then probably a year ago, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. You know, women just want to sit around and shop and spa. And I'm like, well, <laughs> there's a little more than that. And what happened when I when it kind of clicked for me is, I guess it was August of last year, which is probably the hottest time you could ever be outside in the middle of the day in Florida. But I went to Gatorland in Orlando, and I actually wrestled a live alligator and everyone's kind of like why in the world did you do that and and I told someone I said well my motto is I'll try anything once and um, I have a friend who knows the CEO of Gatorland and I don't know I think at a cocktail party they thought it sounded like a great idea so when they called me I said sure so I went and I did this and I, I wrestled this alligator and it's, it's actually it's on my YouTube page if you want to see it I do say some bad words when the alligator starts walking with me on it. So I'll, I'll go ahead and give that disclaimer now. But what was so amazing, what I was so overwhelmed with, is that, you know, I was tweeting about it and putting it on Facebook, and I had so many women say, I want to go wrestle an alligator. And it started clicking for me that, you know, any women can go and plan it. They can go shopping anytime. They can go to the spa anytime. But, you know, what are some of these things that are very unique experiences that are, you know, empowering for women that they can do on these trips. And you can incorporate that as well as the shopping in the spa. But, you know, what mm-hmm. I started noticing is that people, people in general, not just women, but people in general, you know, they talk about the more memorable experiences of a trip. Um, you know, the stuff that they can do at home, you know, it was great, but not that memorable. Um, right. So when I started coming back from my trips, you know, it was it was all the fun things that I did. Oh my gosh, I went paddle boarding, and um, what else have I done? Oh, I, I dug for diamonds in Arkansas, and, you know, I went snow skiing in, in Breckenridge and, you know, all these things. And so the more that started clicking for me, the more that I started realizing that women were, were really interested in that. And, for instance, the Montreal trip, they had initially approached me about coming, and they were going to steam it all, girlfriend getaway, which is going to be shopping and spa, and I'm like, Yawn, that's boring. <laughs> what else you got for me? And they said, well, we've got this circus festival in in um, in July. And I'm like, if I can trapeze, I will be there. So they, of course, came back and they said, okay, we're going to give you trapeze lessons. I'm like, fabulous. So I was just in Montreal, and, of course, that's home to Cirque du Soleil and, right. you know, all that. So we went to this festival and got to do some incredible things, and I got to trapeze, which is you know, amazing. You you sit there and you watch people at Surface LA or, you know, obviously I didn't look like them when I was trapezing, but, um, but it was a really cool thing to do. And we had, you know, women with us who, you know, they were scared. 
um, one woman, um, she was from the UK, and she, she was up on the platform, and she did not want to go. I mean, she was almost in tears. And she finally let go, and, I mean, she didn't, you know, try to flip around. She just hung on and swung. And afterwards, she's like, Casey, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so proud of myself. And then probably about 10 minutes after that, she's like, you know, I want to go back up there and try it again. Mm. And that was, that was, you know, so amazing for me. And it, whether it's I've been ziplining and it, same thing. I've had friends who are up there and they're terrified. And, you know, once they do it, they're just, it's this overwhelming sense of accomplishment that, right. you know, they never thought they could do. So no, and, and you're stuff. so right about that. I, I'm reminded of something that Marge and I did when we both uh, were at Sabre. And they took us out to one of those outward bound experiences to try to get the leadership team to bond. And I am terribly, well, I thought I was terribly afraid of heights. Let's just put it that way. And we had someone on my particular team who was literally terrified of heights. And we had to climb this telephone pole that had, uh, you know, little pieces of wood on it that you could use as steps. And then on the top of that was this 12-inch disc that was like a pizza pizza pan. And it was made out of uh, out of fairly thick wood, so that you know it wouldn't wouldn't break. But you had to get on top of that, and then you had to jump out and catch a a trapeze. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just didn't think I was going to be able to make it. But I do remember that you know after not only catching it, you know, because I had to fully extend, and I'm you know I'm five nine and fully extended, probably I don't know, it, it must be like uh, almost seven feet. Uh, that the trapeze was away from the telephone pole. And, of course, you had belay lines and all of that. I mean, you couldn't possibly uh, actually fall and, and hurt yourself. But when I got down, the first thing I said is, can we do it again? Because <laughs> you're right, <laughs> you know, particularly if we live a fairly risk-free life or maybe we take risks, um, you know, in business, but we don't take any any physical risks. Um, you know, there there's some appeal there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think, you know, just from a trend with girlfriend getaways and with travel, you know, geared towards women, I'm seeing that more and more that, you know, they're looking for, you know, what are those those amazing take-home experiences that I can have while I travel. And have you ever gone over and done the astronaut training experience at Kennedy? I have never done that. I've toured it when I was probably in, like, fifth grade. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, well, maybe we need to arrange. Uh, one of our board members is the head of sales and marketing over there. She's not on the call today. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I've looked at. And, and we've talked about having, well, in fact, we, we had an egg uh, dinner that was scheduled uh, last November for uh, Kennedy Space Center. And then uh, my friend, her, her mother passed away a couple of days before we were going to do it. So we changed the venue. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, just right within a, a fairly short drive here, there are, there are an awful lot of things to do along that. I've never been to Gator World, but, I, you know, I've heard, or Gatorland, whatever uh, the, the proper name is. But uh, my husband did the Richard Petty driving experience a couple of years ago, and they allow the spouse to, like, take a ride around the course, um, you know, one time with a professional driver, uh, you know, but I, you know, all I could think of the whole time I was going around the course with him at like, a, I don't know, 140 miles an hour, is all of the paperwork that we had to sign the night before, <laughs> like sign away my husband's life. And I thought, here I am, the breadwinner of the family, and I'm in this car, and they didn't make me sign anything. <laughs> so, But it was a real rush. So, uh, yeah, it would be fun almost just to have a book that wasn't destination-specific, but that was... Uh, was specific to, you know, those things that you can do to just really, uh, you know, get out of yourself. I'll just uh, put it in that category. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, Casey, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and uh, you know, I can't wait to take a look at at your books. Uh, you know, you you certainly have focused uh, on on two key cities here in Florida, and uh, I know as a Florida resident for the last ten years, I haven't seen enough of those things other than the the mainstream of uh, you know Disney and Sea World and and those types of things. So I'm looking forward to taking advantage of that and. Uh, just got back from Nashville, so can't can't wait to hear about the things that you've written about for Nashville as well. It's a fun city, fun city. But in your right, you know, there's even that you don't have to go far to have a great girlfriend getaway experience. I mean, there's a lot of things right here in our own backyard. Well, terrific. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I am going to pray for your laptop to be resurrected. Uh, I know how frustrating that can be, particularly with a brand new computer to have it break. But uh, I wouldn't give up with the Genius Bar at uh, Apple. I would write them a letter and say, look, I did not (laughs) drop this. I'm willing to sign an affidavit to that, that effect, and I would go after them. That's funny. That's funny. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and just love to always love to talk to you. So it's been great. Well, Casey, thank you so much and have fun at the birthday party that you're going to tonight and have a safe drive back to Orlando as well. Okay. Thanks so much, Chicky. All right. Take care. All right. I'm going to end the recording portion. So bear with me for one second here. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.